funny as she was making those, all those announcements, and there's a lot of stuff, man. What a way to kick off a year with all this stuff going on, and you know, and we don't, you know, we, we don't do stuff just to do stuff. We're not, we're not here to just to fill time. Uh, but I love. I was thinking as she was saying all that, I said, "Yeah, we invite somebody, invite somebody, invite somebody." And she said it. She said it. And it, and it of course, goes with this with this word for 2023. And then part two of this, introducing this word, invite the stranger. It's what's awesome is uh, there's strangers in this room to me today. So some of you have invited strangers. I don't know if that was just something you did or whether it was a response to this word, but I'm so grateful for people in this room that, that uh, I haven't met yet. Um, we we want to meet you. We want to know you. Uh, more than anything, we want all of you to know Jesus uh, be, because uh, he's the only answer to any problem any of us will ever have. He gives us the promise of eternity when we die, but um, I, I've said my entire life that, um, that since I came to know him at age 20, uh, that uh, even if that promise of eternity, a promise of heaven wasn't there, following him in life while I'm living, following him in this life is the best way to live. It's the best way to live. And uh, so we're, we're glad you're here. We're glad all of you are here. Uh, it's, uh, it's great to see, uh, it's great to see uh, Annabelle's family today, you know, I I haven't seen Paul and Rachel for a long time, so nice to see you guys. I got to marry them quite a few years ago now, and uh, it's good to see them here. Um, thank you. Thank, just thank you for being here. So this word, invite the, invite the stranger, uh, man, this is it's another one of these words that has landed quickly on many of you, and uh, it's landed quickly on me in ways I wasn't expecting, but, uh, um, but, I, but I said last week when I introduced it uh, that, uh, boy, Get ready, buckle up. Uh, there's layers to this word that uh, that he has for us uh, that will challenge us. And uh, I got messages from people this week saying, "This has landed in our family, and it's challenging us, but it's it, we we know we're, we're we're right where we're supposed to be with it." So uh, the, the core verse verses are from Matthew 25, uh, 35 to 40. Uh, I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go, visit, go to visit you? And the king will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you do for one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. And uh, so just just qu very quick review from just a few points I made last week. Uh, a, a, a stranger isn't necessarily somebody you've never met before. And I really want you to hear that. that uh, there's people in your life that you already know that perhaps they've become strangers or Perhaps there's there's uh, there's not not a lot of communication, or um, or just that this is the time for you to re reach out to them. Uh, so that you know that point, a, a stranger isn't just somebody that maybe you know, is you're out in a store today. You see somebody that you never met before. That's certainly a stranger, and it certainly fits. Uh, don't want to don't want to ignore that element of this, but uh, but it's not just that. Um, so so be aware of that. Um, Second, second thing I want to remind you of um, that I talked about last week. Uh, we, I read the, we read the parable of the weeds, and in the parable of the weeds, um, uh, 
they, they, they said that seeds had been planted and weeds grew up with, with good crop and the, um, the observers of seeing both growing there said their, their, their inclination was, hey, where, where'd the weeds come from? They asked the question, where'd the weeds come from? And the answer was an enemy did this, an enemy did this. And a lot of times when we view things of our enemy, the devil, things that he does in people's lives, people, you know, people that are living in sin, whatever the situation is, we, like them, wanted to say, hey, should we pull them up? Should we pull them up? Should we remove the thing that the enemy has done? And, and the answer that Jesus gave was no, 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 no. Let them grow together. Now, I'll, I'll take care of that at the appropriate time at the end of the age. Let them grow together. And so uh, the reality is for us to understand as we go into this word is that some of the strangers you know, that we're to reach out to could, could have been you know, plants of the enemy. They could be something that the, the enemy's doing something in their life. And yet we're to grow together with them. We're somehow to love on them and care for them and, and, and not try to uproot them. Um, so that's a really important point. Uh, just I wanted to reiterate for those that may not have been here. Um, uh, one final point. Um, I talked about, uh, you know, and I ask, kind of even ask you to consider this this week. You know, who, 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 who's somebody you have a strong disagreement with? Who's someone who the, you disagree with politically? Who's someone you disagree with uh, culturally, socially? Who's someone you have, you know, you have you have disagreements with? Um, the question is, how do you have a conversation with that person? Can you have a conversation with that person that is that is that looks like Jesus? That looks like Jesus, because everything about this inviting the stranger has to look like Jesus. Um, I, I referenced uh, this, this uh, a, a, uh, a podcast that Judy Sacone had given to me uh, a, a couple of months ago, and uh, and they just talk about how how we sometimes have this idea that we want to do something, we want to do something, we want to do something, but we don't pay attention to how we do it, and we don't realize in the process of the people we very people we want to reach, we sometimes push the other way by by our by our tactics, by our means, and the thing they said over and over again is, is it does it look like Jesus? They even used the phrase, is it Jesus-y? Is it Jesus-y and how, how we love and how we care and how we respond? And so those are all just important things for us to, to, to uh, remember for those who were here. Remember those things for those who haven't heard it. A little bit of background for, for, uh, that, I, that I referenced last week. Um, so so uh, when we, in the Open Door class, we have, we have classes for the, uh, at, at 9.30 for those that maybe didn't know that. Um, and so I have a class that I teach it's called the open door class and it's the reason it's open door is that we're, you know we're not studying anything in particular you can come in one week and and be right up to speed because we're not it's not a series of any kind we're all studying a book um, other than the Bible um, but um, so so in last week in class as I introduced this word uh, they, they got a preview of it before I before I brought it to you uh, last week for the first time so so we're in there Marilyn Travis uh, was in, in class, and Marilyn's over here. Just raise your hands so people know who you are. If you met Marilyn, she's in class, and she said, "You know, as, as we're introduced, I'm talking about this word in class." She she uh, shares this this scripture that she had read that morning. I believe it was that morning in her devotional. It was that morning or the day before, but it, it was it was it was so relevant to this word. And I'm going to, the first part of my teaching to us today is going to reference things that she shared with me throughout this week from her devotional that just so tied to this word. I wasn't, this wasn't necessarily part of the series, but it, it became part of it because it, became, it was so relevant and, and so timely with, with what this word is about. So uh, in Matthew 5, Jesus says these words, you have heard it set, said, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. 
you know, again, it so ties to the idea of should we pull up the weeds? Should we pull up the weeds? Because an enemy planted these. No, 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 no. And I, and I talked last week how we can sometimes in our, in our effort to want to call out sin, which, you know, hey, there's nothing wrong with calling out sin. You know, we, you know we've, we've all been there. We've all, don't forget that we've all been there. Don't forget that we, we all came from that place of sin. But in, in our efforts to try to evangelize and, 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 and speak the truth in love, sometimes we bring resistance to an evil person. And he says, don't do that. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other also. If anyone wants to sue you, take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. It, I, I love this because it's, it's like, don't, don't just not do that. Do, do something even more to serve them, you know. Care, care for them even more. This is, this is Jesus-like. This is Jesus-y. Give them more than what you thought you had to do. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go, go with them too. Give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. And so, uh, oh wait, I think there's more to that. Yes. You have heard it said that uh, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. So, so then she also shares pages from this devotional. And one of the things that struck me about this, and we, we talked about this again a little bit today, this devotional that she's referencing these verses was what year? 2003. 20 years ago, 20 years ago, these words were written so that we might hear them in 2023. God always knows. He always has a plan. He's always way ahead of us. I think Carl, Carl Allender told me today, he's always a step ahead of her. I think a step ahead of us. I think he's always 20 steps ahead of us, you know, which is good because, you know, we'll, we'll, if we ever think we're going to try to catch up to him, we won't. We just do what we know to do when we're instructed to do it. But he's got five more things already planned before we ever get to the first, you know, first one. So, so, uh, so, so she shares these devotional things with me. Here's what it says. Surely Jesus means for us to resist evil. So yeah, we definitely need to resist evil. That's, that's not a question. But what does he mean by this when he says don't resist an evil person? He means that when people confront us, we're to counter evil with good. We just saw in the scripture don't just give a little bit, give more. We are to count evil with good. Evil aggression is never defeated by an evil response. Never defeated with an evil response. So how do we respond to people that challenge us because of, maybe because of their sin, maybe because they resist us because we're followers of Jesus? How do we respond to that? Think about that. So then her devotional gives this account from Watchman Nee. He tells the story, and I just put it right up here because I didn't want to miss any detail of it. Watchman Nee tells the story of a Chinese Christian who used to go to great pains to pump water from an irrigation stream into his rice field. Every night, the neighbor whose fields were lower would make a breach in the dividing wall and rain uh, the Christian's water into, drain, drain, that's bad typing me, drain the Christian's water into his own fields. The theft was repeated frequently. The Christian asked his friends for advice about the right thing to do. 
a fellow believer advised that Christians ought to do something more than what was right. We just read that. Ought to do something more than what, what is right. The next few days, the Christian filled the neighbor's fields first before filling his own. The neighbor knew his acts were evil, but he was amazed at the Christian's non-resistance. Good one out over evil. The neighbor soon became a Christian. He had observed a higher way. Simple example, don't resist the evil person. He could have just gone on his property and confronted him and challenged him and said, you're still in my water, you're still in me. He could have made a big fuss about it. He sought advice, godly advice, got an answer, did something more for the person who was stealing from him. The person became a believer. Now, that's not going to happen every single time. So then the devotional goes on. What is your reaction to evil and offensive people? Does God tell you to be a doormat? God does not tell you to be a doormat, but he does tell you to demonstrate a goodness that surpasses anything this world has known. Give evil people a glimpse of heaven. Do not fall to their level. We were born from a much higher source. Let them see it and be amazed. So it goes on. So she shares several days' worth of devotional things with me, and this passage was one of them. If someone strikes you on the right cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone wants to sue you, take your tunic. Let him have your cloak as well. If someone forces you to go one mile, we already read part of this, let him go too. Uh, Why are we so convinced that a vigorous defense of our rights makes a better impression than our humility? This is, again, right from our devotional. Jesus articulates what ought to be clear to us, Honor comes to those who do not strive for it. The most admired are the most humble. The kingdom of God is well represented not by the strident or the over-assertive, but by those who know their heavenly citizenship and are entirely content with it. I'm going to read that again. The kingdom of God is well represented not by the strident or the over-assertive, but by those who know their heavenly citizenship and are entirely content with it. We sang it this morning. We are who you say I am. I am 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 who you say I am. When we know who we are, when we know who, you, who we are, we don't have to be overly aggressive in combating evil. We get to serve. Give them more. Give them more. That's how we become unattached to our own reputations. We already know who we are. We don't need to assert ourselves to be valued. We don't need to respond to evil with evil. The best resistance against aggression is to give it no ground for continuing. That's a fascinating challenge. Write that down. Take a picture of it. Put it into practice in your life. It's like, wow, the best resistance against aggression is to give it no ground for continuing. The question we have to ask ourselves in, these, in the specifics of these situations is, what does that look like? What, what is that thing to do to, to, to not allow it to continue? We have to ask him. He will show us. He will show us if we're pursuing him and asking him, what do I do in this situation? What do I do in this situation? We are to, we are to defy it by showing it's holy alternative. It's holy alternative. Evil is exposed in the face of humility. It does not know how to disturb a truly peaceful heart. There's a lot of stuff there. There's a lot of just personal work going on with these words. You know, do we, is, 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 you know, and, and we ask ourselves, man, is, does that describe me in any way? And, 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 it's, and it's not to point out our shortcomings. It's not to point out that, oh gosh, I'm so far from that. 
I'm so far from that. If you're so far from that, say, Jesus, I'm so far from that, but that's what I want to be. That's how I want to live. That's how, what I, I want, that's how I want to speak to strangers. That's how I want to speak to, to people, people who, who just rub me the wrong way, people that know how to push my buttons. How, how, do, I, what do, how do I respond? How do I respond? Okay, well, we have that question. How do you respond when people offend you? Even when the offense is real, the response should be a display of the character of God rather than the impulses of men. Does it look like Jesus? Is it Jesus-y? There's no witness to the kingdom of God, the kingdom of grace, when we miss occasions to show it. What I loved about these, some of these songs we sang today is just reminded us again of so many things that Jesus has done for us. These songs that just talked about just bringing us from darkness into light and changing us from one thing to another. I, I, I actually, at the, end of, at the end of worship, I almost just got up and said, okay, you can all go home now because... Because you know we've had church, you know we've 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 been in his presence. He's done a work, you know. And I was like, okay, see y'all. Uh, I, di- I didn't do that, but uh, but that that was my thought. Was like you know, we've already been in his presence. He's doing a work, you know. And and for those who maybe are here for the first time or or aren't um, familiar with how we how things function around here, that's not just filling time. You know, that time of worship is not just filling time. He is, he's doing things in us. He's preparing us for things we're hearing right now in, during that time. He's, he's making deposits in us during that time of worship as we just open our hearts and our minds to him. So there's a work going on during worship. We're not just, we're not just saying, okay, we've got to do something to fill time before we hear the message. No, that's every bit of part, sometimes even more important than what I have to say because that's coming just directly from him directly from him. These are, my, these are my words from him, but, you know, I'm a vessel. That's just time when we get to be in his presence, and it's so important. So then Marilyn was talking about, she, she actually said this, and I don't, I don't have the, what, her, her words up there, but she said, she said that, uh, uh, let me find it in my notes. Your word, she's talking about this word, the stranger, your word and these devotions have had a profound, a profound effect on me like a spotlight shone on my heart leading me to Joel 2. And I share this stuff with you because, you know, when you, when, when you speak a word, when I speak a word for the body, and it lands so immediately and so quickly, and that's just one person, I have others, that's just one person that this word has landed on and challenged and uh, you know God's up to something. You know He's up to. He's orchestrating something, and so I pay attention to those things, and I, I so so appreciate just people responding. Uh, you know, we, we get up here week by week by week. You know, not knowing that we're following Jesus, but you know, there's always some maybe little shred of did I hear right? Did I hear right? And so when there's a response uh, so quickly and so profoundly, it's, it's, it's rich. So this led her to Joel 2, 12, 13. It says this, Even now declares the Lord, return to me with all of your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love, and, and he relents from sending calamity. And, and, and I believe part of this verse and part of what's happening with her and part of what's happening with, with perhaps many of us is that this word already for, for me, and I know Marilyn and others, is that is, it, 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 it's pointing out areas where we need work. 
where we need to work. It's pointing out areas in my life where I've made assumptions and I've made wrong conclusions and I've, you know, and I've responded incorrectly at times. And, and, uh, and he's saying, I'm doing a refining work in my people, I'm doing a refining work in my people. Are, you, are we willing to be refined so that when I invite the stranger, uh, there's a response that, that looks like Jesus? There's a response because, because that's how we're functioning. That's how we're living. That's how we're, that's how we're responding to evil around us. That's how we're responding to people who, who, who drive us crazy, from people who oppose us, from people who, who, who criticize us, from people who whatever, whatever, you fill in the blank. So I... I want you to be mindful. And I tell you what, already this week, oh my goodness, I, I'll give you an example a little bit later, but just a, of an example of, of just listening to somebody on a radio show. And I thought, oh boy, this conversation's going to go, go south in a hurry because that was my perspective. And the, the host on the show was so gentle, and I'll get to that a little bit later, so gentle that it, none, of that, none of what I thought was going to happen happened. Uh, but anyway... We'll, we'll get there. So I, I talked to you last week about, um, as, as I was preparing for this word, and the Lord was re- kind of revealing it to me, I, Pastor Ben had sent me a, a, um, a podcast from Tim Sheets, and, and the, the, his, his, the podcast didn't directly address inviting the stranger. It, it wasn't in any way necessarily connected with that, but there were things in it that caught my attention as, as we're implementing this word. And I, and I believe, I believe and I just took a few notes, and this is, what I, this is what I wrote down from his podcast, that I believe is so important to connect to this word as we're inviting strangers. And again, whatever that stranger is, whoever that stranger is to you. Here's what Tim Sheets said. Tim Sheets is a prophetic pastor. Uh, I believe he's in Ohio, uh, a guy from Ohio. And uh, I don't think he's actually that far away from us. But um, this is a grace-filled season. It's really important for us to get this because, because there's going to be grace for you, first of all. It's going to be grace for you to administer grace to someone you disagree with. There's going to be grace for you to be able to pour into someone who opposes you, someone who challenges you, someone who, who rubs you the wrong way, someone who, who just, you know, think of the, think of the, 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 the biggest nag in your side. <laughs> Maybe the very person. Oh, your mother, huh? <laughs> Oops. Oh, she's looking at you. Okay. <laughs> it's purposeful, Shirley. <laughs> uh, this is a grace-filled season, a grace-filled season. It's a grace-filled season because it's what you get to pour out. It's what you get to demonstrate. That's why any of us is here. It's by grace we have been saved, not by faith, not, not, not by uh, works, not by works, by grace, by grace, by grace. So that no one can boast, no one can boast. Grace-filled season, anointing to move forward in ways you haven't been able to move forward in before. New birthing in the kingdom of God. New purposes now in process. These, these are, <laughs> these are, this ties to this word because the people that you're going to reach out to, it's already arranged. It's already set up. It's already, they're, they're already, they're already around and in you. It's just a matter of us seeing, hearing, and watching how, how to, how to implement whatever we're supposed to implement. So then he says, see clearly, uh, oh, changes, uh, changes planned and promised have now begun. 
see clearly new wisdom, new revelation, new enlightenment, new patterns, new ways, new connections, new relationships, new identity, new purposes, new skills. You will see clearly the times to move appropriately. Doors closed to you in your past will now open. This is, and he repeated this several times. He said this over and over again. Try the door again. Try the door again. Try the door again. And I want you to, and so, for some of you, I know immediately you can think of a door you can think of a door that in the past has been clo- was closed. Maybe a door that you were supposed to walk through, you tried to walk through with a family member or a friend or a neighbor or somebody in your life. And what, for whatever reason, it, it, didn't, it didn't lead to anything. Tim Sheets encourages us, and this is a word from God, try the door again, try the door again, try the door again. And I don't, again, I can't speak to anybody about what those doors might be, but Holy Spirit will show you. Pay attention to that. Pay attention to that. So then Sherry Hupp sent me a word, and there were more, there was more to it than this, but this was the part that just really stuck out to me as, as, it, as it applies to this word. She sent this to me the day after Christmas. I commission you now to go out. I commission you now to go out. I give you all authority, and nothing shall harm you. So, so, so sometimes what holds us back is sometimes it's scary. Sometimes it's scary. Sometimes I don't know how they're going to respond. Sometimes I don't know what they're going to do. But, but part of this, part of the encouragement is nothing will harm you. Nothing will harm you. Nothing will harm you. So don't fear what you don't know. Don't fear the unknowns of what this looks like. Go into the darkness and release my kingdom. So we talked a lot last year. Pastor Shane brought this encouragement to us where the Lord was tearing down signs that the enemy had put up and said, do not enter. We've already, we've already covered that ground a lot last year. We're allowed to enter dark territories, not to engage in sin, not to participate in the sin of all of this, but to say, Jesus loves you. Jesus has an answer. So go into the darkness and release my kingdom. Release my kingdom. And again, I don't know specifically what, how that plays out in each one of our lives. We're all individuals. We all have lives. We all have people in our sphere of influence. We all have people who, uh, people who have rubbed us the wrong way. So there's a big audience out there, a big audience for this word. Uh, I can't tell you who that is in your life, but you'll, you, you probably are, there's probably, there's probably very few people in this room that hasn't thought of one person that say, oh yeah, I probably need to, and I don't know what the end of that sentence is. So then Kim Blakeney sent me this word on December 29th. <laughs> she said this, I don't know what the word, new word is. I only know this word requires faith to move in its power. So, so understand before I even read on in, the word, in this word is that it's going to require your faith in Jesus to respond to it. This, is, this isn't going to be something you conjure up in yourself. It's going to require you to operate in faith. So if you, if you hear an assignment, if you have this thought, it's going to require your faith in Jesus to respond to it. So know that it requires faith to move in its power. The power will impact people and the earth mightily. So that should just, I mean, when I read that, and I've read it several times as I was preparing it, and I was writing it, and I was reading it, it, it just, when I'd read it, it would just boost my confidence, just boost my confidence to know that he's got a work in mind for this word, that as we just simply respond to him and, and obey as he gives us the instructions and the, and the specifics of the assignment, that, that his, his goal is to impact people and the earth mightily. Not minimally, not on the surface, not just a little bit, but mightily. He will be seen and known through the power 
lives and families will be changed. And then she said this, just personally looking forward to the message of his call to action. I love that she used that word because it, it requires a call to action from us. There are uncharted places, and this is a word that, that she uh, had shared with me a while back. Uh, there are, these are the uncharted places that he is leading us into. I just watched a scene of Jesus telling the disciples to row the boat out farther and put down their nets. That is what he showed me as the command to go into the deeper uncharted waters where he is taking us. Hear, see, obey, and experience his move. So here's this, here's this passage she's referencing. Love this passage. I've taught on this passage, and it's so relevant to this word. Uh, so Jesus is, is, uh, is, is teaching here, and it says, uh, Luke 5, 1 through 11, one day as Jesus was standing by the lake of uh, Genesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God, and he saw at the water's edge two boats left there by fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him, put out a little farther from shore. Hmm. I underlined that, put it in bold, because inviting the stranger this year is going to require us to put out a little farther. It's going to require us to move from wherever we are. Maybe we're in the ankle-deep water. This is a reference to Ezekiel 47. And he's saying, go into the, go into the knee-deep water. Or maybe you're in the knee-deep water. And he's saying, go out a little farther. He wants to go, go into the waist-deep water. And maybe for some of you, he's saying, no, go into the water that's over your head. Go into the water that's over your head. Put out a little from shore. And then he sat down and he taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let, the nets down, let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night, haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. Because you say so, because you say so, because you say so, there's going to be times when he's going to ask you to do something that doesn't seem to make any sense. This made no sense to the disciples. They'd been fishing all night, made no sense to them, no sense to them. They were fishermen. This was their craft. They knew what they were doing. But suddenly Jesus comes on the scene and tells them to do something that I'm sure in some ways may have frustrated them. Wow, we've been here all night. We've been here all night. We know what we're doing. But he said, put out farther, put out farther. But and he said, because you say so. So, so if you hear an instruction, let, let the because you say so be the, be the reason you obey. Simply because he says so. I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. They came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' feet and said, go away from me, Lord, I'm a sinful man. Isn't it interesting? He does this amazing work, amazing work, and his response was, get away from me. Because it was some, somehow frightful. It was, it was scary. The supernatural power of God can be frightful and scary at times. Don't fear it. Don't fear it. He'll do the work. He'll do what's necessary. It may be a little, may freak you out sometimes. That's okay. Still freaks me out when things happen and I'm like, what was that? What was that? But I'm not going to run away from it. I used to. I'm not doing that anymore. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll fish for people. So they pulled up their boats uh, onto the shore and left everything and they followed him. Wow. Powerful, 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 powerful words. Uh, so, after the service last week, uh, I was talking to Lori Ashley. Lori was telling me that the week before, this was before the word was even announced, she was in worship, just in worship here, and had this, had this just overwhelming uh, word assignment. It was part of her assignment. 
that you're going to reach out to, uh, did you actually say 20? Did you give me a number? Once a, oh, once a month, okay, so it wasn't a specific number of people, but once a month, the instruction was to invite or reach out to someone who's unusual. Now, we have a whole room full of unusuals, so <laughs> sorry if that offends you. Uh, uh, but that's awesome. You know, but, 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 but she knows that that's not just people in this room. She said, it's people that, that I see and some people that I don't see. So, again, a reminder. Um, there was a word... Uh, there was a word from, uh, I don't know if I had this. I must not have put this one up here. Um, Wes, I referenced Wes last week. Uh, and uh, just the way, he, the way the Lord had instructed him specifically at the end of last year to reach out to his father, his own father, who you know, they, they don't have much of a relationship with. But then he sent me this word this week. This reminder, and he shared this again in class today. He said this. He said, he is showing me that inviting the stranger is more for us than the stranger. This is a whole new layer. This is a whole new layer to this, to this word. Uh, you know, it's, it's more for us. What is, what is he going to do in you as you reach out to someone that challenges you? He's going to do something in you uh, to work on our hearts more than we know. It's easy to think that we're doing something good or being obedient to God's word. And, and, and that's all true. It's, it's all true. But we can, we can, um, we can turn that into whoa, aren't I doing something awesome? I reached out to a stranger or I helped that person or I turned the other cheek or I gave them, my, I gave them two coats instead of one or whatever. We can, get, we can get prideful about that. But I love that, that, that the Lord showed him a, 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 another side of this, that the work is actually going to be done in us. What he's doing, this, he's doing this to refine us. The word for this year is really hitting our family. It's not been easy, but each morning we are going to set our gaze and say, yes, Lord. Set our gaze and say, yes, Lord. I want you to remember that phrase. Remember that phrase because it, what an awesome thing if everybody in this room just said that this week. Okay, yes, Lord. Who's the stranger? Who's the person? Who's the, who's the, who's the person that needs to know about you? Mm. So, so uh, Dina Rozeski messaged me last week. She's working with the fifth and sixth graders uh, uh, in Transformation Station, and she messaged me, and she said, I, I, I wasn't in to hear your word, but I want to hear it. And what was awesome is, is that she said, I want to be able to connect whatever our word is with the fifth and sixth graders. I want to be able to connect that. And I mean, my simple response was, very, was, was just this. Hey, you know, if you, if, if you, if you have a child in school and... And, and we've all observed this. We've all been in school. We've all, we've all had situations like this. Who's the person sitting alone? Who's the person who's bullied? Who's the, who's the classmate who, and, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, who's the one that, 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 that isn't in the, in the group, you know? Uh, encourage the fifth and, sixth, your fifth and sixth graders to reach out to that person. Maybe they are that person, but, but uh, maybe, there's a, maybe there's a fellow brother or sister in Christ in, in their school with them. Look out for one another. Look out for one another, and then do it together. Reach out for the, 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 the dejected, the lost, the person who's different, the person that doesn't fit, the person who may absolutely not be living a life, you know, a life for Jesus, but you get to model what that looks like, even at fifth and sixth grade. And, and they can know that they can do that and, and, and instill that confidence. And we just had a little conversation about that, and it was really awesome. 
So, uh, so also, within our own walls, within our own walls, I was, uh, I was talking to Pastor Shane uh, yesterday at the, at the fasting Saturday, seminar Saturday, and we, we, we were just challenged, uh, we are talking about just different things that we can do even within our own body. You know, if you're in the Jubilees, or you're in the Remnant, or you're in Transformation Station, but the groups never have opportunity to intertwine. So there's events being planned and in the works and in people's minds to, to, um, to, to intertwine some of, those, some of those groups within our own body. You know, uh, you know we're, we have some amazing, amazing ministry groups in this place. Well, what would be awesome to see, you know, hey, uh, somebody in the Jubilees, invite a family with six children into your home. <laughs> Little kids running around, making a mess of things. I can't tell which ones of you that's going to land on. <laughs> and maybe it will be none of you. <laughs> it's like, that's not going to happen. Well, be careful if you say that. Because I've said that a number of times in my walk with Jesus, and here I am standing here today. So, so, so with, even within our own body, you know, who, who doesn't fit your demographic that he wants you to get to know just because they're part of us? Think about that. So I told you about this conversation I heard on the radio. It was the Dan Rivers show. <laughs> the Dan Rivers show, I don't remember which day it was this week, but a, a guy called in to talk about a previous discussion that Dan was talking about, about prayer in schools. And uh, through the conversation, the guy acknowledged that he's not a Christian. He acknowledged that he's not really in favor of prayer in schools. And, and he, but he wasn't, he, wasn't, he wasn't in any way militant. He was very calm, very gentle. Um, uh, and, and so, but, but Dan, who, who, Dan Rivers, who publicly acknowledges faith in, faith in Christ, a relationship with God, um, just calmly talked to him, asking him questions. And eventually, Dan asked him if he would describe himself as an agnostic or an atheist. And he said, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't describe myself in either one of those ways either. He said, I'm just, I'm just not a follower of Jesus. Um, and so uh, Dan then, went, then asked him, he said, well, do you think that you could ever be persuaded do you think that you could ever be persuaded? And the guy said, you know, possibly. I'm not close to the idea of becoming of that, but, I'm, you know, it's just not something that I think about or I don't, don't live my life in any kind of pursuit of, of, of a relationship with Jesus. So, so I, the conversation ended and, the, you know, somebody else, you know, there was another, another call or two. And then another call came from a woman who was calling specifically because she was intrigued by that conversation. So... And so her, her her intrigue in that conversation caused her to say, "Hey, I've I've written a thesis about uh, about public education." And she asked Dan. She said, "Do you do you know what the first purposes of first purposes of public education were for? What that what the, what that was for? What was that? What was public education initially designed for?" And her her research and studies. Not I haven't I haven't studied this to find out you know anything more about it. But her conclusion was that one of the reasons was for people to learn how to read and specifically read the Bible. Specifically read the Bible, which I thought was fascinating. Um, and so that, you know, that, I, I thought it was just an interesting follow-up to that phone call that that prompted this woman to, again, on the, on the radio, publicly talk about how, hey, one of our reasons for education is for us to learn the Bible. To, to, because, because the instruction was going to be moral and it was going to be sound and it was going to be it was going to be profitable for people in life you know so it had value it had value 
and it was respected. And so uh, that was awesome. So then there was one more caller uh, until, uh, actually I was at an appointment with Connie, and so I was sitting in the car listening to this, uh, and then she finally came out. And, uh, and then, you know, I didn't hear any more. I was I actually, I wanted to actually listen to the whole show to find out, like, how many, how many people actually called in response to this, to this man? So there was one more call uh, that I heard. It uh, came from a guy who was intrigued by the first man's call and especially intrigued by Dan Rivers' gentle response to him. This is, this is where this really struck me because it so goes with this, this idea of inviting the stranger and inviting in a way with gentleness and with respect. The guy said, uh, this guy acknowledged his own relationship with Jesus. He was very vocal and open about that. And he concluded that this first caller's willingness to not close the door on Jesus suggests that he's not all that far away. (laughs) This is my paraphrase, but he asked this question. In, in some format, this aren't his exact words, but don't you think that caller is ripe for the kingdom? And I thought, oh my goodness, this is this, is this message. This is this challenge to us. Is, you know, Dan could have, could have responded to that man in so many ways. Well, you ought to believe. You ought to come to Jesus. You ought to repent. You ought to, you know, he could have responded in so many various ways. And, and, I, and I'm not sure I'd have responded the same way he did. Because as I said last week, you know, sometimes we in our, in, our, um, in our zealousness for Jesus, and that's a good thing, sometimes in our vigilance for Jesus, and that's a good thing, but sometimes we can just dig in our heels and rather than shine light, we somehow add to darkness by our approach and by our attitude and by the words that we use or the tone of the words we use. Sometimes the words are absolutely right. But the tone is not like Jesus. So who in your life is ripe for the kingdom? Who's someone who just needs to see the reality of what transformation in you might look like for them. Their story is different than yours. We, we tend to view things sometimes from our own stories, and from our own experiences. Well, the reality is there's many people who have had experiences that some of us will never have. It's a challenging word. Invite the stranger. We'll get into more of this next week. I said last week we're going we're gonna, to uh, revisit uh, uh, the story of uh, the, the conversion story of Rosario Butterfield. Uh, I'll, I'll talk more about that next week. It's a powerful, powerful transformation. Um, I've, I've, I've shared it here before uh, quite a few years ago now, uh, but it's a powerful transformation of, of, uh, of how a person's life was transformed by the gentleness and the patience and the uh, just relentless, uh, relentlessness of a, of a pastor and his wife who reached out to a, to a person who was living a very dark life, uh, but who, who, is, who, is, who, who became a Christian and is still following Jesus and, and affecting people for the kingdom. 
Uh, I'll share that next week, and I'll, I'll, uh, there'll be there'll be more layers to this uh, as as we wrap up the introduction of this word. Um, I'm thankful. I'm just I'm thankful for uh, for the goodness of God and how he how he prepares us for these things. I I uh, I talked in open door class today just about some personal some personal experiences I got to have this week with my very own family that uh, that. Uh, opened my eyes to, again, preconceptions I had made uh, about, uh, uh, this is my, 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 my sister's family, actually. I got, to, I got to do my brother-in-law's mother's funeral this week. And uh, what an absolute honor to be able to, to you know, the, the scriptures say sometimes it's hard to minister, <laughs> minister in your own hometown to your own family. But it was, it was absolutely, uh, God did work in me. Uh, which again, I believe, is so relevant to this word. As, as we're as we're stepping into things, the the, the work that he's going to do in you, and don't fear it. Uh, be open to letting him do a work in you. If you're sitting here thinking, "I don't need any of all that," I got it all. You know, I, I, well, be careful of that. Be careful of that. Uh, so, uh, so anyway, let's pray. Jesus, I thank you so much. I thank you so much for just the, uh, the, perhaps even images that are going through people's minds of people that, that I need to invite to something, whatever that is. Whether it's inviting them to church, inviting them to a class, inviting them to an event, or just inviting them to have a cup of coffee and have a conversation. Whether it's, let's go for a walk. Whether, whether it's, hey, I know you're struggling with this. I'll help you with this. Let's get together and we'll work on that. There's so many ways we can, we can invite. And we know there's no shortage of people that you love, that don't know about your love, that don't know about what we have. We have what we have is so amazing. And I know that sounds cliche and I know it. These are over words, but, but, but what you bring to us, Jesus, is so good. And you give us everything we need to follow you and to obey you and to live life for you. So I'm just asking as we, in in these few moments, for you to just minister to each one. Minister to each one. I pray that, I pray that every person in here, you will show every person here someone someone but father we thank you for the promise the promise of a powerful impact transformation perhaps someone who's now open just like the caller on the radio says I'm open but I'm not a follower of Jesus
Just minister this to each heart, to each mind. Just be glorified as we go out of here today. Perhaps there's opportunities even today to invite a stranger. I believe in divine appointments. You have set them up all around us for each one of us. So just seal this word into us. Seal it into us. Seal it into us. And then spill it out of us. Seal it in and spill it out. Seal it in and spill it out. In ways that accomplish what you have in mind, we'll be sure to give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. If you need prayer, anything.